<laughs> I went there. I went there. Oh, let's get this show on the road. You are listening to, watching, catching up on YouTube, JFabe. It's episode two of JFabe on Twitch. I don't know how loud that music is. Can you hear it, Jay? Very clearly. Oh, wow. Overly clearly? <laughs> no, it's alright. Fair play. That's a bit of DMX there. Get you all, get you all in the mood. Um, obviously. Our thoughts, thoughts. For WrestleMania. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wait, you know. I mean, what a year, what a year. Everyone's dying. Um, I mean, DMX, sorry to hear it, guy's a legend. Happens all the time, right? (laughs) Well, apparently not always, AJ. Mr. Dodging Death right there, somehow. Someone's going to explain that at some point, I'm sure. (laughs) Marvel dimension, right? Got, Got a time cube. Oh, dear me. We're going to be talking about NXT TakeOver. Uh, NXT TakeOver, Stand and Deliver. We're going to be doing that. You, you might have noticed that I've templated as out. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. All around us. Just, what do you say? Good old professional, professionalism. I know. It's as professional as it gets, this is. I mean, yeah. I think we're, I think we're smashing it, mate. I think we're smashing it. So, yeah, Stand and Deliver happened um, at the WWE Performance Center. They're calling it the Capital Wrestling Center, of course, because of all of that. Um, Probably, or maybe, one of the last shows that WWE produce outside of um, an arena with a live audience in it. I mean, do we know... Do we know what WWE's plans are after WrestleMania? Because that's in front of an audience. Do we know whether they're going on tour, or what's your understanding, Jay? I have no understanding. There's not been anything online about it, so I do not know. Nothing at all. Cutting edge, guys. I would have... I would assume that Raw's going to be in front of a crowd as well, so... Yeah, I'm I mean, sure they're selling tickets now, as well as AEW, so... I well, think yeah. The rest of the in America is going to be back on track, like, pretty soon. It's interesting. Um, I'm very interested to see how it goes um, and see what WWE do. Um, just realised I was, I was experimenting with Pam before we started, just going to pan myself back to the centre because, you know... Um, we're taking it slow here because um, it's WrestleMania weekend, and Jay was like, "Hey, Rich, let's let's do um, let's do let's do Twitch. I think we should move this to Twitch." And I was just like, "Oh, okay, thanks for that, thanks for that." And then Taz beat me up on his ship and was like, "Oh, I've already set you up a Twitch." Um, sorry, I'll do an impression of him. <laughs> I'll send you up to Twitch. There you go, bang on, nailed it. Um, and and that was it. What? That's that's what happened. That's what happened. <laughs> you sounded more like uh, Ted Turner than you did Taz. Just point that out. What are you talking about? That's <laughs> that's the impression I've always done. Oh, send you up to Twiz. <laughs> to Twitch. That's, that's the, doo that's my the... name's Taz. That's that's how he does it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's totally how Taz is. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. Cool. Yeah. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, dearie me. Shenanigans, guys. Shenanigans. Bits of business. Um, let's get us started. Let's get us started. We're going to talk about TakeOver. It was a two-night show. It was the first two-night TakeOver um, that there's there's been, um, I believe. Is that correct, Jay? It is the first ever two-night NXT TakeOver. Um, spot on. Yeah, awesome. Um, so lots of interesting thing go- things going into this. Um, some people say that the second night may have been better than the first. Um, I think one of us included. However, some of us might not necessarily fully agree with that and might feel that they um, both deserve equal billing um, as amazing um, pieces of wrestling. I think the main thing we've got to ask, though, and the main question that we kind of came into this with was... Has NXT lost it, or is this them reclaiming um, reclaiming their previous position? Jay, overall, um, let's start with, rather than going match by match straight out, what, in fact, shall we, let's save that question for the end. Let's go straight in. Um, pre-show, Zoe Stark, Tony Storm, night one, April the 7th. Totally didn't watch that. Me neither. Let's move on. <coughs> Match one, Pete Dunn, Kushida, singles match. Lasted 10 minutes, 39 seconds. Um, it actually, the amount that they managed to get in during the limited amount of time that they had, because um, we were scared originally, um, we were quite concerned that you'd get these. I thought they were maximizing the time and they definitely did that. They, they went out there and maximized, it, maximized their time. That's the thing. But they I deserve th- 10 minutes more. That's the thing. They did deserve 10 minutes more, and I think the story would have been better told with 10 minutes more. I mean, ultimately, what you ended up with was um, a Greco-Roman, almost European-style approach to the first kind of third of the match. Um, This is obviously indicative of um, Pete Dunne's time um, wrestling across Europe, as well as as Kushida's time working with um, Rev Pro whilst he was... um, whilst he was in New Japan Pro Wrestling, so um, that was reflected quite nicely. These were clearly two very well-travelled ring veterans. Um, This kind of, as time went on, moved into a more um, British Strong style kind of approach, Um, and then as the match kind of reached a crescendo, it entered this hybrid British Strong style, Japanese Strong style kind of mix that was just... it If you needed... (laughs) If you needed a tour through um, popular wrestling within the last 10 years, um, especially on the indie scene, these two provided that within 10 minutes and 39 seconds. Um, it was a masterclass. Jay, thoughts? Well, I think you just covered it all, Rich. Bye, everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'll just okay. do that six more times and we'll go home, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it was fast-paced, technical, paced really well. Um, I really enjoyed the hoverboard board lock as well, where Pete Dunne put his hands behind his back to stop that. That was a really nice block. Um, mm. But there was still a piping in crowd noise, and clearly the the crowd was going against that. And then that's what they should do, mm. just to make it stop. But yeah, but you know, you covered pretty much most of it over there, Richard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for I think when you, I would I would go so far as to say. That because obviously night two Santos Escobar um, versus Jordan Devlin um, potentially a better match got more time to breathe but 
if you were brand new to NXT, um, were like, oh, NXT have got a big show, you know, on on Wednesday on TV. Let's let's start off and just see what it's about. I don't think you could get a better match that explains NXT in ten minutes than this match. Um, I I genuinely don't. What were your? Would you say that's I, true? I would say it doesn't really, really explain NXT. It's just taken NXT to a new level with with the style of wrestling that they produce within it. So yeah, if you if you're saying they're taking it back, then yes. If they put they put those two in the forefront of NXT and put them forward into a title picture of any title picture, they they could really take NXT to new heights. Um, definitely so. But I mean, it shows the professionalism and the ability of um, both Kushida and, T- and Pete Dunne. If I'm utterly honest, is the fact that you can put them on on the curtain jerker for what is effectively a curtain jerker for a curtain jerker, um, because you know it's literally the first match of. Of the weekend um, and for them to come out with that probably given the least amount of time definitely given the least amount of time of all of the matches that proceed outside of pre-shows um, and what will definitely be the least amount of time um, probably given to any one match this weekend other than the typical Wrestlemania squash and match in the company the, the best thing to do when watching Wrestlemania is just think of that match and see if how much time will the people get and if they maximise their time or not because I don't think they will I don't think not anybody as well as they did. yeah I don't think anybody could maximise their time quite as well as they did um, it was it was a masterclass in how to how to how to take what you've been given as a as a single star and really run with it and they were both so giving to each other as well um what a way to what a way to really start this process, um, and I say process because that's what WrestleMania can feel like sometimes—a long, drawn-out process. <laughs> and just made it longer. <laughs> any thoughts? Any thoughts? Um, any other thoughts that you want to carry away from that um, before we move on? Uh, they need a title and drops in there. If they're going to have a feud, then they need a title thrown in easily. I think um, maybe a ladder match because for some reason I really like ladder <laughs> matches, but no, they don't need a ladder. They can just go out there and they can just destroy it anytime they go out there together. So yeah, just drop a title in there somewhere. You and your crazy, crazy ladder matches. Um, yeah, I, I think from these two, they were the they were the ones that I looked at the most during this weekend and thought, or, or these these couple of matches and thought. They don't really need much, but they need something. Um, like because if they continue just putting this situation where they're just putting out bangers um, on any other wrestlers on any other wrestling card in the world, that would be top of the bill. Um, but on this wrestling card, NXT WWE, there's just something that needs to take it um, take it more in that entertainment direction. Um, I'm not quite sure what that is um, because every time I look at an NXT star and I immediately think of them with Vince's mind and I think, oh, okay, well, Pete Dunne, he's British. He's probably going to be, you know, wearing a hard hat and, you know, <laughs> wandering down to the ring. <laughs> and also giving a bulldog. Jack. Yeah, giving a bulldog <laughs> and all of those kind of things. Kushida, of course, he needs a he needs a samurai manager who's basically Mr. Fuji, uh, you know, and a losing I mean, streak. I find it really impressive that you can just touch his fake clock on his wrist and the lights turn on. I mean, how do you that's, do that? 
that's that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I mean, we have seen some crazy shit here on this show, but that is some that is some next level tech. So, what are you drinking, Jay? Oh, San Miguel. It's, Jay's, it's all right. Jay's yeah, got it's some a San Miguel going on. The rest of well, I mean, it's necessary. It's necessary. Of course, tonight there is WrestleMania. Um, that will be WrestleMania night one. Um, we're not going to do night by night on WrestleMania because, quite frankly, we have lives. Um, but <laughs> um, we might actually watch together um, over PlayStation Network, depending on how, how sober and awake I am. Um, but either way, um, we will be coming to you guys on Tuesday live here on Twitch. That's twitch.tv forward slash um, JFay Wrestling Podcast. We're also available on YouTube, and we usually try and drop the YouTube on the same day that we've recorded the Twitch. A little bit of work for me in the background, but then all of this is Jay just turns up with a beer. He just he just smashes it mate he just smashes it every time that's the star power of jay though he can do that um so yeah he's not he can't tell how sarcastic i'm being look at that look at that look at that (laughs) (laughs) he's fine he's fine i love this stuff Uh, (laughs) um but yeah no it's um yeah, that's where we're going to be. We're also, obviously, you're listening to us potentially if you're just listening to the audio-only version. You can hear that on anchor.fm forward slash jfabe. Um, my name is at the bottom of my screen. Um, it is, of course, Rich at Not A Time Duke. Um, and, of course, I am on Twitch, currently streaming um, GoldenEye HD um, as Shmup Yours. Um, that is something worth watching. Have a lot of fun on that show. Um, Jay is... is what did you say? That would be worth watching. Um, well, it's it's on Shmup Yours's channel for the next few days. Um, oof, tell you about Goldeneye. I used to just launch through it when I was a kid, right? I sat down. I thought, you know, this is going to take this is going to take like forty five minutes, fifty minutes for me to just go through double, double um, like normal agent mode. You know, yeah, it's the HD version run on original Xbox hardware, but they haven't changed anything. Four hours. Did you know how hard that game is at the end? It is a fucking nightmare, mate. <laughs> Jay is also available on Twi- on Twitter at I am not a robot. The O's in robot are replaced with zeros. Um, if you're wondering why they look slightly odd on that font, um, it's because Jay replaced the O's with zeros in robot because Jay's cool. Um, and just at the end of my um whatever it's called again handle yeah yeah it's just Start um them in robot instead. so you're definitely not a robot now are you definitely not a robot no no okay well he's looking pretty human today definitely um so definitely jay definitely jay that's that that could be a name for you mate definitely jay definitely jay we're also um we're also <laughs> we're also available on youtube um that is um where you might be watching this now if you're watching this in the future time travelers hello um Ryan, next match you even do that <laughs> do we even do that anymore <laughs> what time travel i don't know yeah well we could maybe we'll see um bronson reed 
Osias, uh, Scott, Cameron Grimes, LA Knight, Dexter Loomis, and Leon Ruff um, in a six-man gauntlet eliminator match with specific three-minute settings, which we weren't aware of, were we, going into this? Um, I think this is where I was trying to go with it, but um, I completely forgot it. So it's like a Royal Rumble, but a gauntlet match, and then they all come in, and then it turns into a multi-man match. Basically. Yeah, I think I think if I remember correctly, um, WCW may have done this at one point, um, kind of on their way into one of the um, War Games events. I'm pretty um, sure I've seen this in TNA as well. Mm. I so mean, I they think... haven't really. They've just copyrighted the um, name of it. Yeah, I mean, so. I, I think it's fairly obvious that they didn't want to go the full hog like when Vince McMahon decided that that was the best thing since sliced bread for three weeks and decided to put it at the end of every single show. Um, because in those in those kind of... Sorry, um, there's, there's, there's Ricky Starks barking in the background. Taz left him here from, you know, back in the day. Um, he's just, just barking. Just fix him up. I can't blame him. He's always fucking interrupting him, isn't he? Right? I mean, he's always interrupting me now. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then you have to feed him and water him. It's it's a bit of a nightmare, if I'm utterly honest. Um, so yeah, I mean, if if you have like a traditional, if you have a bit of a traditional kind of gauntlet match, then it's kind of you're looking at you're looking at kind of an hour of time because everybody wants to get some time. You know what I mean? Um, so this this seemed like a more logical way of approaching the entire affair, to be honest. They've had a few pretty recent, actually. They use it all the time. Yeah, I mean, obviously there was the famous famous um, Kofi Kingston one and all of that, but that wasn't timed, was it? Back uh, in those days, when Vince McMahon was all over it. This is more of an NXT thing. Mm. Well, it's, it's not a bad it's not a bad idea because obviously it lasted 23 minutes and 14 seconds we still got plenty of everyone and as the as the stakes went up it got a lot more chaotic um i'm going to be first to start talking about dexter loomis who on the last show um episode one of jfabe on twitch um i mentioned that he might trip over the top rope and break his leg and what happened <laughs> <laughs> he tripped over the top rope and then he broke his leg. <laughs> he literally nearly, nearly tore the fucking thing out of his socket. Like, I mean, I don't want to say that. Like, I, that. I have no idea how you called that. It's because he's so fucking injury prone. It's. I was just like, there's no possible way he's not going to have a big match with six people in it and not either be out of position or in a situation because he's great one on one and he's he's got he's got something, but he's got that big man curse. Like you know, Mark Henry had it. Um, he, used he used to be really skinny. He's been perfecting this um, this character for since TNA like for years. It's where he first started. So what was his, what was was his name back Shaw. in TNA? Samuel Shaw. Samuel Shaw. Okay. That's his real name. Be wrong. He was like an extreme sports guy, and he went into wrestling, and then slowly got more and more obsessed. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, more obsessed, and just really went into the character. Probably developed it more when he went to performance center. Yeah, I think he was in there a few years before he got put into any live shows or anything like that. So. 
yeah, it's probably just perfecting this character. Yeah, my understanding is that um, back in about 2013, um, on November 21st, during an Impact Wrestling um, event, um, it was Turning Point to be exact, um, he decided that his name <laughs> was Samuel Shaw, um, and he kind of went a bit of a Patrick Bateman way, um, very American psycho with it, and since then he's been kind of building around this character, which which I think makes sense um, for him, definitely. Um, but he has got this big man, big man issue where... How did everyone else do, anyway? <laughs> How did everybody else do? Uh, Leon Ruff and Swerve, they, they came up fire, didn't they? So Leon yeah. Ruff came out, got thrown out by Swerve, and then they went into this whole I'm Spider-Man thing, and jumping off the barriers and just really just taking where uh, Pete Dunne and Kushida left off. Yeah, I mean, what you saw effectively was the majority of the flippy-do, high-flying, um, and the, the pace of the match being very much dominated by Swerve um, and um, Leon Ruff. Leon um, Ruff. They, they were pretty much... Very much so, but then even even as the match continued, um, Isaiah Swerve Scott, um, he was the person who was always pushing the narrative of the match forward. Um, he was the one coming in and breaking up the bits that were starting to starting to slow the match down in pace and kind of adding to that. So he played that third character um, in a in the usual kind of triple threat match dynamic he played that really well i felt um and he kept on jumping in and being that third man in order to so that was that was very very good i mean the the big the big um the big kind of swerve but swerve's really impressive i mean in mlw is impressive but coming over to to nxt i don't know that they've just really brought something out of him that it needed bring bringing out of him i don't know what that was but they've done it yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, it's character. character. It really, really does make him shine. I think it's character work um, because he—he, he, I found him very uninteresting um, when he first appeared. Um, you know, he was—he was—he was just one guy in a sea of guys like him. Um, and then over time, he's kind of—he's kind of elevated what he does to a degree where. I I enjoy his work as a heel. Um, I believe it's an honest emotion that he's feeling when he's feeling it, um, and I like his interplay with, especially with um, with more kind of standard kind of white meats, um, white meat baby faces like like Leon Ruff or um, you know your your characterless kind of not characterless that's the wrong word but you're you're pure as the driven snow kind of um kind of characters and he's there kind of raising that antagonism um and also his interactions with cameron grimes really really good um cameron grimes currently got the um a kind of texan version of the million dollar man <laughs> gimmick going off a backwater million dollar man hasn't he yeah well, i mean he became rich didn't he so <laughs> Well, exactly. In real um, life, and that's that's hard to do. That's it's hard to become rich. How do you become rich in real life? Uh, GameStop, apparently. Oh, we did. Whole thing. He did. He did. He did some GameStop stuff. Um, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, good for him. But good when he came out, but when he came out, I'm sure you told me that as well. Maybe oh, I'm wrong. Yeah, but I, I may yeah. have done. I forget a lot <laughs> at the moment. 
so uh, when he came out, <laughs> uh, he got piped in boots, but the crowd was cheering him. Mm. So, I I found that the the crowd. Do we know what's going on with the crowd? Because they were um, they were going the exact opposite of what WWE were pumping in throughout this show. Um, in fact, I I listen in studio quality headphones. Um, that's what these are. Um, they're they're Sennheisers. They're there to pick that kind of stuff up. So I can often hear what's going into the feed for um, the commentators. Um, so I very often hear producers counting down that kind of stuff um, it's muffled but I can usually make out what they're saying and I remember um, during night 2 Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole there was a chant that they didn't like on um, I think it was um, holy shit and I actually heard the command to turn down the studio crowd and turn up the that was awesome chant just after they went through the ramp um so it was like you can actually well you can actually hear that on the headphones if you um if if you do use headphones but um yeah it's it's they also chanted he's still vibe as well in that one they also chanted what sorry he's still violent oh wow (laughs) when you turn the chairs around It, do we know anything about that crowd? Do we know anything about that audience? Because they weren't your standard NXT. They couldn't have been. Not a clue. No, I don't know. Um, Bronson Reed um, eventually kind of won the day. We haven't talked about LA Knight yet. Do we need to? Well, he comes out to it's all his shit and then he gets his ass handed to him. That's cool. his gimmick at the moment. Yeah. Should have came five years earlier. It's your own fault, mate. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Bronson Reed <laughs> um, eventually won, um, which meant that he was going on to um, face Johnny Gargano on the second night for the NXT North American Championship. Total match length was 23 minutes, 14 seconds. Um, Jay, what were your thoughts overall on this match? Did you enjoy it? Did you feel that there was better things so that you could have done? Really well. I, there was no botches, were there? Apart from that one that Samuel Shaw had, well... I'm remembering his real name and not his NXT name. Um, Dexter um, Loomis. Um, I mean, Dexter, Dexter Loomis's Loomis. Dexter Loomis's wasn't necessarily a botch. I mean, he he was eliminated shortly after that, and it wasn't clear whether he was he was injured, um, or, not. injured or not at all. But it was one hell of a tumble. So I hope I hope that obviously there's no real problems there. But now, all in all, it. Um, I enjoyed that match. It didn't feel like I was watching the longest match of the night. I can tell you that, but I was so. I would really you know, well. In fact, it was the second longest match of the entire of the entire two night period, um, and it just yeah, the pacing was fantastic. Um, yeah, absolutely, no, I agree with that. After this, of course, Walter faced Tabasco Champa um, in a singles oh, match. Coffee. Yeah, yeah, Tass- Tassimo, Tassimo. Um, so <laughs> Walter faced Tommaso Ciampa in a singles match for the NXT United Kingdom Championship in a match that lasted um, one second shy of 17 minutes um, Jay first off how good is it to see Walter um, at an event like this well, I think the question is 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 Walter the best heel in the business right now um I would go so far as to say he's one of them, definitely. If it comes to Raw in-ring um, and just presence, then almost definitely. I mean, that guy is... He's just so good at what he does. Um, he's got that aura about him as well. 
Um, and the way he approaches each, each different um, match is completely different to how he would approach. Well, just every single match is different. Like, yeah. You don't see him come in and do... You get his standard moves, but you, you don't see him in the normal formulation. He always switches his formulation up, and he doesn't really have a finisher. Hmm. I mean, definitely for a man who is 33 in a day and age when um, wrestlers are having careers well into their 50s, um, to have him so perfectly embody the prize fighter gimmick in the way that he currently does um, is just amazing. To be able to do it in WWE in an age where everybody is 50-50 booked, absolutely everybody, Walter is an exception, and that is. Would still say this fifty booked. It was believable that Tommaso Ciampa could could win because of where he broke the table with his hand. So his hand was injured, and obviously Tommaso Ciampa jumped on that. So that that gave him the advantage that he needed. And Tommaso Ciampa really pulled it out for this one. He was no no longer old man Ciampa, and he was he was definitely back as a black art. Yeah, definitely. Easily. Definitely. Um, he he did he did um, of course re-enter the um, black heart kind of mold. Um, and and to be honest, if you if you look at the timeline, um, it has only been two years. It's been two years and one surgery. Um, you know, so it's not actually. He literally all he's done is grown his hair out during um, during the pandemic and then started losing. So all he had to do was shave his head and get his trench coat out again. <laughs> um, but ultimately, um, that shows how good he is with character work, um, and that shows just. I mean, his his mannerisms were were closer to the Tommaso. I want again. I want to say the Tommaso Champa of old, but I mean he's. He it was it was so recent that they haven't even changed his they haven't even changed his Wikipedia page. He was still the Blackheart, you know, January twenty twenty. So, you know, it's it's it is definitely nice to see him though riding at the top of his game again. It's um, I think the where would you take him from here as a character? Well, I mean, both both Johnny Gargano and Smash Champion, you can't really talk one without the other sometimes they both proved in their matches that they are ready to jump back in that title picture where they should be but they can't fight each other so I don't know how that's going to spin around and work but yeah I mean I think we'll have him back on another another title shot against Walter and have Tomasha Chamber versus Walter 2 I mean I think you could do that I think um, I think I would have him I would it's have got, him this has got legs that was that match was fire. Let's yeah, I, I, I think I think I wouldn't be remiss if um, Tommaso Ciampa kind of disappeared for a little while and then invaded NXT UK once once um, Walter's back. Um, once Walter's back there, um, potentially to carry that feud on there and build to the next takeover. Because you're right, um, I feel that the story is not complete, and I feel that that story, logically speaking, would be. I dressed like the black heart was either black and Timothy Thatcher would be a big part of that. Yeah, that would make sense. Because um, obviously, they want Timothy Thatcher in Imperium, so that's going to be part of the storyline. They'll probably turn on Smash Champa at some point and, and rejoin and rejoin Walter. Mm. Definitely the match of the night, I felt, um, and that's saying something. I'm pretty sure he was part of Ring Camp. 
at some uh, point. Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher. I think he may have been um, because there were five of them originally, wasn't there? Well, it started off as three. So it started off as Alexander Wolf Walter and why can't I say his name? <laughs> um, Marcel Bartel. The Bart guy. <laughs> Marcel Bartel. Um, now Timothy Thatcher's never been part of it. He was he at no, one point. Um, a running buddy, at least. Yeah, I th- I'm pretty sure so he may he have been was, part um, of Ring Camp. Yeah, that's 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 the one I mentioned. Oh, okay. Um, which is different from um, which is different, obviously, in, from Imperium. Imperium. Mm. Um, but pretty much the same. Because yeah, it's the same gimmick. It's just it's off, just got a slightly there, less so. um, it's just got a slightly less sensor baiting name. Mm. Um, but no, I'd be very interested to see. Um, I'd be very interested to see how um, this this plays out. I don't think that this is the end of this story, um, and I don't think it should be. Um, and I will be interested to see how this goes. Um, I can't see Tommaso Ciampa making a permanent residence in the UK, so ultimately, I suppose the real question is where would you take it? Um, and that could actually be what stops this story from going further, ultimately, um, which is fine. Um, you know, you can't have a UK champion who's... who's um, it's going to need to be an end, and I think the end should be Tommaso Ciampa taking that title. Uh, yeah, but then what happens? <laughs> you know, he can't go to he can't go to NXT UK and just live in the UK. Uh, He's not just like Pete Dunne. He can't just up sticks and leave. Bastard Pete Dunne. Hello, Jay. Well, he proved that he took him to the limit, didn't he? Well, he took, he took him to the limit, didn't he? He's been one of the only people to do that. I've not quite seen the whole Rampage Brown fight yet, but I'm assuming Volta won at Prelude. Coffee Machine Champa, um, Walter, final thoughts, Jay, on this um, after our um, after our technical, technical difficulties issues. there. Technical issues? Uh, I think... Um, storyline will continue. Timothy Thatcher will end up joining Imperium, but I do think Tommaso Ciampa is going to take the UK title and move over to NXT UK. Really? Because they don't really have anything for him on NXT. Okay. And he he has the style, the capability to move over to the UK scene. So. He definitely has why the not? style and capability, but um, I mean, the big why not will be his. The big why not will be his wife and his daughter. I think. You know, moving your whole family uh, halfway around the world during a pandemic. Well, I mean, all restrictions are going to get eased soon, and people who are in the same business seem to have freedom to fly places. Like Peter Dunne's been going to Germany, mm. um, and they're. Over situation, it's all messed up. So that's true. That's true. Um, interesting oh, social commentary there from Jay. Um, you can quote that. Jay said that Germany's <laughs> Jay hates Germany. Everyone. 
Yeah, we were going to do that. In, we were going to do this in 2020, actually, weren't we? We were thinking about it. Um, was it you? I was thinking of going to Germany with. I don't know, but I do want to watch um, WXW. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Um, I'd like to see that live in its um, in its native tongue, um, as it were. Um, regardless, this was a great match. Um, probably the match of the first night, as far as I'm concerned, which is which is quite a tall order, considering um, Pete Dunne and Kushida's masterclass and the fantastic um, six-man gauntlet eliminator match. Um, we finish well. We don't finish off the first night because there's two more matches, but we continue the first night um, with a match between um, the Grizzled Young Veterans, James Drake and Zach Gibson, Legado Del Fantasma, Raul Mendoza and Joaquin Wilde, and MSK, Wesley and Nash Carter in a triple threat tag team match for the vacant NXT Tag Team Championship. Try saying that fast ten times. Um, Jay, thoughts? This was really a match for MSK and GYV, wasn't it? Really, because uh, yeah. LDP. I've abbreviated all their names clearly. Yeah, um, <laughs> they've all got three letters as well, which seems to be a thing at NXT at the moment. But there we go. Um, and then LDP just seemed to be the filler tag team, just just there, just like adding extra little bits that they could. But this was a match for MSK and Grizzling uh, Veterans for sure. I think so, yeah. If you know what I mean, I I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, we both know what um, what the two members of Legado del Fantasma are capable of. Um, you know, Roll Mando- Mendoza, of course, um, being um, you know WWE kind of stalwart since 2016, and of course Joaquin Wild um, absolutely lighting up the indie scene with his um, runners DJZ. Insanely good as he has he got since this faction came about. I tell you what, if you were to look at his work and DJZ's and say which one of these has been wrestling since two thousand three and which one of these has been wrestling since two thousand sixteen, the way that this has been presented to us, you wouldn't think Roll Mendoza was the younger of the two or the least experienced of the two. Um, I mean, obviously, it's quite clear that taking somebody. Sorry. Camille leaps and bounds. Like, yeah, I mean, he was okay, but ever since this, well, he's, he's around two veterans for sure, and two of the best high flyers. So they're they're going to be able to give him lots of pointers. Yeah, no, he's he, exactly that. Like exactly he's, that. More all rounder. Um, he used to be a high flyer, but yeah, he's definitely all rounded himself now. Yeah, um, and honestly speaking, um, I don't think you could do better um, at the moment, but than than that kind of that kind of pairing um, in regards to those three. Um, it wouldn't be a pairing, but that, that faction, I don't think you could be doing better than um, having Royal Mendoza in that position with those two veterans. Saying that, it was a match that belonged to the Grizzled Young Veterans and MSK. Um, this was probably my first time seeing MSK in a while. I have seen them before, Um Contrary to what I said on um, on our previous show, um, I did remember them once they came out. Um, 
yeah, all in all, a very well put together match. It was it was well paced. The story was good. Um, grizzled young veterans, obviously, um, playing their old trick book. MSK trying to keep the pace of the match up. Um, Legado del Fantasma kind of there, just injecting that little bit of controversy um, in order to in order to alter and adjust the pace as the two the two kind of the two warring teams needed um so it so it worked really quite well it wasn't necessarily as heavy a spot fest as i expected considering legado del fantasma that, that's because obviously the crews are young veterans so that they, they were there to ground everybody and that's what i liked about it <laughs> well i mean um triple h is always a bigger fan of storytelling than he is of the flippy do um of the flippy do spot fest that you'd expect to see on the tag team scene over at um over at Jacksonville and I think I think that was reflected quite nicely there was that extra bit of storytelling happening there. And that's what Christian veterans can provide, especially um why do I always forget his name and he's my favourite one. Zach Gibson. Zach Gibson. Yeah. Um yeah. I mean speaking of Zach Gibson right. of course it's Easily. Yeah, speaking of Zach Gibson, um, it is very easy to see those guys wrestle and know that Zach Gibson is the one um, that everyone's got their eye on, um, and I think that's that's pretty that's pretty obvious. Um, and there's big things planned for this guy, massive things planned for this guy. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Well, first tag team titles. They will be the next champions. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, um, absolutely uh, no doubt. And I think I think it will be to you're coming out of WrestleMania. You want you want a team like MSK to be kind of the guys that are on all the trucks when people see them and say, "Oh, I remember." That's the thing. I'm really happy for them because because their momentum started in Impact and they've just carried it over to NXT and they just ran with it and it's great to see. Hmm. Um, yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I think when we when we start approaching the next takeover, when we start getting to that money in the bank kind of time of year, when they are when they are just cramming a takeover randomly in there, um, like they seem to have been doing for the last couple of years, um, I think I think that we'll see the grizzled young veterans take it in a one on one match, and then that gives them or, or a team versus team match a, a, a two two-hander and um i think that will give them that that ability to say no one can beat us one-on-one and that can be the thrust of their the thrust of their run effectively um exactly what, what i was thinking mm. because um, their styles do mesh together quite well because obviously they've got the ground and pound british with the high flying so it all kind of does mesh together Barely does. Um, they're a great team, um, and they're, they're two great teams really. Um, and um, Legado del Fantasma—they just kind of added added that extra bit of that extra bit of spice without necessarily stealing the spotlight too too heavily. Um, they Legado del Fantasma felt like they were there to satisfy those people who might have seen either MSK as too green or Grizzled Young Veterans as too slow. Um, and Legado del Fantasma just added that extra bit of that extra bit of kind of without me sounding too insensitive Tabasco sauce to kind of just light this match and and put it on that level where it could go fifteen and a half minutes um, during a card this stacked. So yeah, really enjoyed it. Um, 
any more thoughts on that match before we move on to the main event of night one? No, they smashed it. That's all I've got for that one. Um, <laughs> smashed it. Final match. Looking main... forward to the MSK and Grizzly veterans in the future. But yeah. Yeah, it's got to happen. Um, final match of night one before we take our first break of the afternoon. Um, Raquel Gonzalez with Dakota Kai um, versus Io Shirai, the um, champion. The singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. A match that, for a main event, being the second shortest match on the card, um, 12 minutes and 56 seconds, Um what were your thoughts on this on this match overall? Apparently, they have more planned. Apparently, time was cut cut short hmm. for this match. Um, but still, they maximised their time. I was really impressed with uh, Gonzalez in this match. Absolutely, hmm. um, she really proved that she does deserve to win um, that title. Well, Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez, well. Raquel Gonzalez has been on a bit of a tear since her um, since her turn, um, hasn't she? She has. I did expect Kyo Kai to uh, make her lose or win, but she got sent to the back pretty early. Mm. And then we had that crazy spot off the um, off the score, wasn't it? Where she did a crossbody, where she just well just collided. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> With Raquel Gonzalez. I that think looks painful. <laughs> I think what I liked about that was the timing of it and how well put together the entire piece was because, I mean, obviously we all saw the skull and thought someone's coming off the skull or someone's going through it or one of those things. Um, and then we looked a bit closer and realised how expensive it looked so we realised someone was coming off it. And I kind of had it in my head that it was going to happen on night one because of TV. Um, to kind of get people over to Peacock to watch Night 2, which is on Peacock exclusively. Um, I couldn't quite put my finger on it, whether it was going to be Aisha Rai or whether it was going to be... Um... Okay, it wasn't. The UK was on BT. Sorry? Um, in the UK, it was just on BT Sport both nights. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, I mean, BT Sport have a different have a different agreement, but obviously, um, they take they tailor it to the yeah. American audience. So it was always going to be night one that that happened on. Um, I couldn't tell whether it was going to be Io Shirai or whether it was going to be Kashida who came off it, but I knew that one of those two people were going to come off that school that night. <laughs> I, it looked great. It was well timed. It was well placed. Um, it, the match felt a bit rushed around that spot because obviously they needed that spot. But yeah, I enjoyed yeah, the match. Yeah, yeah. I really enjoyed how um, Io Shirai was able to obviously cut down Raquel Gonzalez and really lay into her in the corner. That was really interesting to see so it just made her basically make it usual I'd look put her over slightly before she lost the title like she can beat her she just came up just a bit short hmm. kind of feel to it yeah that makes sense um so i mean what more can you say it was it was uh, first night what would you say as a standalone show i mean obviously it was it was better than um and it was better than a usual takeover, uh, than a usual NXT episode, um, and a good way to see off Wednesday nights for NXT. Um, I think the, the the two main questions are: was it better? Well, than... they, they left with a win, didn't they? So. <laughs> they left with a. 
with a win in the ratings. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, well, they were always they always wanted to do that, and it was it was just how they how they kind of set it up, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, I, was it better than the dynamite that it that it was going up against? First off, I think is the first question. Uh, yeah or no? Yeah or no? I mean, obviously we had the well, we had AEW State Buddy Club on AEW TV, so that's interesting. We called books Kenny Omega, <clears throat> Doc Gallows, and Anderson Buddy Club, which yeah. was interesting. That but, was interesting. More Forbidden Doors opening. But, Bedding doors opening. BC versus BC. Could yeah. happen. Um, it's happening. We knew it would at some point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, no, NXT. I think I think yeah, NXT took this one. Just for the sheer fact of the wrestling in general. Yeah, that makes Too sense. Fair. That makes sense. Um, I think I think yeah I I tend to agree with you. Um it was definitely better than a normal night of NXT. It was definitely better than um a normal night of NXT TV um and better than probably what they put out for the last year on NXT TV most uh, mostly. Um Dynamite was a good show. It was a good Dynamite, but it was an episode of Dynamite. This was this was an NXT takeover, and it felt like an NXT takeover. And I think that's the important point. That's very hard to that's very hard to pull off when you're doing it for two nights in a row, and one of those nights is on TV, and the other night is a network exclusive, um, effectively, um, meaning that you have different sets of broadcast rules and guidelines to to um, kind of deal with. And we'll get in a, we'll get into um, the second night very very shortly. I think it's time we took a quick break. Jay needs um, a new bottle of San Miguel. Um, I'm going to decide whether I'm going to get a scotch or a coffee. Um, so, scotch or a coffee? Well, what a question. I could, I could have a Scottish coffee. Could you put your hands together? We buy a Scottish coffee. That's, that's how they talk in Scotland. We buy egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Down to Scotch factory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear me. Um, I'll be back. Um, offend- offending more okay. regional oh, regional dialects. That's the end of night one. Yeah. Rich is going to uh, work on his Scottish accent, and then we'll, we'll be back. <laughs> uh, see you guys very, very shortly. Um, I'm going to um, just cut to a break. Hey guys, it's me, Jesse the Body Ventura. When I'm not doing copious amounts of steroids in the 1980s, I like to watch JFabe on twitch.tv forward slash JFabe Wrestling Podcast. It's really fun. I can interact with the guys and really become part of the conversation. We're going to do it on Discord, but Discord is jank as fuck. Anyway, if you want to get involved, you can also watch it on YouTube under the channel name JFabe. That's with a space in it because the other one got took by bastards. Don't forget to click like and subscribe. Of course, we're still available on anchor.fm forward slash jfabe and where all good podcasts are found. Make sure you tune in next week when Tanjuk Taz will be hosting Where the Fuck is Taz for the first time ever. He may even spend a longer time on there interacting with fans. He might drop in from time to time, so don't you miss it. And finally, let's not forget our availability on Twitter. Twitter is at Podcast. There's also at I'm not a robot for J. The O in robot is replaced with zeros to make life really difficult when I'm doing adverts. 
Taz has a Twitter as well. It's at TimeJukeTaz. And Rich is available at NotATimeJuke. Or you can watch him play video games on at ShmupYours on Twitch TV. I, I feel so dirty saying that. Why do I have to say that? Anyway, I'm going to go and play poker with Chico Santana. See you guys on the flip side. Is 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 that something kids kids say nowadays? I don't know. See you see you on the flip side. What the hell is the flip side? I I I don't get people anymore. There we go. Getting some DMX playing. Um, he is playing us through WrestleMania weekend here as we go on to night two of Stand and Deliver with Takeover. Jay has got some fresh San Miguel. Jay, is the audio right on your end, mate? All good. All good on Jay's end. We are flying nice and I'm not doing that hand motion again. This is the problem with Twitch. This is the problem with Twitch. Somebody could clip that. It would look it would look suspicious. I I pointed in the general direction with my palm down as we were flying and it kind of looked like I was doing um, the type of salute that would get me banned from Germany. So I am not doing that again. <laughs> Right then. Probably not the best thing. What do you say? Probably not the best thing to do. Probably not the best thing to do. So let's let's just shake things up a bit and talk about night two. Took place on April the eighth on uh, WWE Network, Peacock, BT Sport in the UK, as JSO rightfully pointed out, but not on USA Network. Um, their final time on USA Network. We've just talked about night one, April the seventh. Um, obviously, um, really, really well put together a takeover night one but night two is where things kind of really stepped it up another gear um in the pre-show killian dane and drake maverick faced breezango tyler breeze and fandango um in a tag team match for a future contendership jay any didn't watch that one either who won um (laughs) Killian Dane and Drake Maverick, surprisingly. Um, yeah, right. Breezango um, doing what they do best and jobbing. Um, and Killian Dane and Drake Maverick doing what they do best, which is somehow no you longer. Like a time from now, so they just go back to jobbing all the time. Yeah, exactly. They've done their thing, they've done their bit. Um, so just That's wait for them to. Guys. You guys. You guys stay there so that you don't end up on AEW or Impact is pretty much what's going on with Breezango at the moment. Um, you know? Maybe if you're lucky you'll get a nostalgia run in two or three years um on the main roster. And then um back to NXT with you. You just keep going enhancing the rest of that talent. Um in the meantime, um let's discuss the first match of night two. Well, night two opened with Poppy. Um, performing Stand and Deliver, followed by Random Shouts Over Guitars um, version 3, um, her popular single from her album Random Shouts Over Guitars. Um, Jay, what were your thoughts on the performance by Poppy? Glad to see Poppy again. How do you feel about Poppy? Uh, I kind of skipped through it because I didn't want to watch Poppy. Awesome. I don't like her stuff. Um, I, I will. Why she's a great artist either but hey she is i will remember that for the future um that you can indeed just skip poppy's performance um because i didn't and i do not feel any the richer for it 
Um, ladder match to determine the undisputed NXT Cruiserweight Champion um, lasted 18 minutes and 8 seconds featuring Santos Escobar um, the interim NXT Cruiserweight Champion and Jordan Devlin the NXT Cruiserweight Champion I'm going to have to start off this part of the conversation with a bit of an asterisk um, obviously um, on this show before we've discussed um, Jordan Devlin's ongoing um, discussions and situations in regards to the speaking out movement and the accusations made against him you may have heard that our tone has changed slightly over the last couple of weeks in regards to this this is due to um this is due to just the change in um how we're presenting ourselves to you obviously we're now on a broadcast format um, and the libel laws in the uk can be quite heavy um so as a result we are just mentioning the fact that there is ongoing litigation um and accusations against him within the speaking out movement without necessarily saying what they are or our own personal opinions on whether or not he did them um so yeah there's no punchline there guys um but i think i think all we can do here is just kind of move forward talk about it (laughs) well i mean i think i think what has been said now has been said on both sides um Obviously, he's made it clear that he wishes. What we can say is that he's made it clear that he wishes to litigate against the person who is accusing him, and has and has fallen back on, um, onto the um, position of um, fallen back onto the position of um, it is a it is a fan with a vendetta, um, and that is his thoughts on that. Um, I think the rest is kind of for the courts to decide. Although it is interesting to me that. He's continuing on in WWE, whereas, say, a Velveteen Dream has been off TV, or you know, so it's it's interesting where that comes in. But I don't want to. I don't. I don't think that we should really be commenting either way at this stage. Um, so that's all I can say about that. Um, Santos Escobar versus Jordan Devlin as a match. Match fire. Absolute fire from the get go. Yeah, um, I mean you're gonna say that because it's a ladder match, but I must say as a ladder match, it was actually pretty fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, eighteen minutes and eight seconds. There was enough high spots to keep you watching. Um, Jordan Devlin was playing face in this situation. Um, and Santos Escobar was playing Santos Escobar. Um, I, I don't know how. Well, else. this match was to prove who was the best two hundred five, wasn't it? And this, this face that they're both the two hundred five champion. The interim got dropped within the tournament when Escobar won that tournament. So technically, they were both two hundred five champion. There's no interim about it. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it only really counts if you're tracking the belts rather than the actual championships, of course. Um, it was it was a really well-paced match. Um, a little bit of a moment um, with the back of Jordan Devlin's head on um, an announce desk at one point, you may remember. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. That was a um, risky spot. One thing I do remember was the reversal um, from the Devon inside into the flying knee and Escobar coming off the ropes and hitting and then Devon hitting the Spanish fly 
I think that was one of the best parts of the match, considering it wasn't any ladder actually used within it. But that was one of the best parts, I think. Yeah, um, it, it was great hybrid wrestling all, all the way through as well. Um, they, they're giving two or five their own style, much like the X Division has an impact. Yeah, and that's that's the important thing when you are establishing a um, a division like a cruiserweight division as well is to make sure that that style is expressed. You can't just have, um, and I think this this was the problem that two hundred five had for a long time it was identity um and it was not only identity in the presentation but also identity in the in-ring presentation as well um and i think now what we're seeing is a development of a style that is um that enhances the strengths of the roster of the cruiserweight division you'd be right about that yeah Mm. for sure I mean, we've we've um, definitely seen we've definitely seen Buddy Murphy, for instance, as a good example of bringing in other styles that are utilised across the rest of the roster, um, and and kind of putting them into a yeah. format which is acceptable with two hundred five. But this was definitely a two hundred five match, and that's good. One of the best wrestlers within WWE, in my opinion, but not being used at all. I mean, what's that about? <laughs> well, that's about WWE, isn't it? I mean, we could say we could say the same about Alistair Black. We could say the same about Ricochet. We could say the same about a lot of great yeah, talent. Um, I mean, I don't know what their plans are for Keith Lee at WrestleMania, but I'm not aware of them. <laughs> you know, isn't he injured? Is he still injured? Is that what's going on? He had COVID as well. I don't fucking so, know. It's just yeah, could play a big part in that. How could how could they fuck up so many people? But one place where they're not fucking up um, is the booking on anything NXT related, and this match was fire. I mean, the finish looked like it was changed last minute because it looked like the finish was for Jordan Devlin, because obviously Askabar used the headbutt onto Devlin, and he went through a ladder in the corner. Reverse that, that would fit Devlin quite well. I mean, he's used to be falling without a match, so... Yeah, I think given the circumstances um, surrounding Devlin, his absence, his return, um, is where he is in the world as well, because I don't believe that he's um, a permanent residence in the US. Um, I would say that the logical thing at the moment is for him to be having limited use on TV and, and kind of tightening up those skills. So it's, it, fit, it felt to me when they made that decision to well, or when he lost that match, it felt to me like what we were getting was um, a safe decision um, considering that if everything goes wrong um, in regards to COVID, if everything goes wrong in regards to everything else, then he's not going to be on TV again. Um and it's going to be hard to get that momentum, especially um, when you've got a belt that they've put enough effort in to to get it back on television. Um, considering why they took it off television in the first place, I, I I think that this just wasn't Devlin's night. I guess so, with everything surrounding it. Yes, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, of course, um, I can't really 
into that. So, yeah, we we certainly yeah. can't talk talk much about that kind of thing. One thing we can talk about is um, obviously um, bruises all over women, um, particularly um, the ones in the next match: um, Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart versus the Way Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. That was a very subtle segue. Um, I don't believe I said anything that could incriminate myself. Um, so let's move forward. <laughs> How did you I've, I've done shots of black car and I'm moonist. But... Sorry, what did you say? I've done them as TCB. I think that should be their tag team name. TCB, what does it stand for? Three letters. Oh, yeah, yeah. No idea. It's the sort of thing that shots of black car says all the time. TCB. Um, I can't say what I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I probably can, actually. Um, I'm just going to have to bleep it when we go over to YouTube, but maybe it stands for tits, cunts, and bun. Good. (laughs) Definitely good. But anyway, I really like the Japanese gear. It was really good. (laughs) You really like the what, sorry? The Japanese style gear. Mm. They were wearing... Um, yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, this was this was actually um, this was actually I made a mistake earlier and said that Pete Dunne and Kushida had the shortest match of the two night period. This was actually shorter by five seconds, um, and they did not make as much use of their time as t- Pete Dunne and Kushida did during their match. It wasn't a bad tag team women's tag team match, but it wasn't a bad tag team match. Was it that crash and burn though by Shotzi Blackheart? Wow. <sighs> They did not catch her at all. She went straight into the barrier. <laughs> she really did. She, really is. I mean, she practically. If it was, if it was a mortal com, if it was mortal combat, then her top half would have shot off. Um, if I remember correctly, and just ended up like three rows back. It was um, not the easiest um, thing to have to have taken. Um, and then she comes back, sort of carries on like nothing happened. So. More power to her. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, definitely, definitely. Always, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a trained wrestler, but still, that that, that is not that. That was, I don't know, was it worse than Lita's? I mean, Lita folded up, didn't she? But yeah, she did. Crash into a barrier. Mm. So, um, I, th- I don't think it was worse than Lita's, but it was definitely there was definitely a <laughs> coming out of me when I saw mm. that. Um, yeah. I, what do you think of this tag team of Emma Moon and Shotzi Blackheart? Oh, I like them. Um, they had a great tandem move as well, um, where it was in a dominate position, and then for Amber Moon, and a shot to Black Heart came through, always the other way around, uh, with a cut a star move. That should be their finisher. I don't know why mm. it's not their finisher. It's a strong enough move to be their finisher. So to have it sort of halfway through and have someone kick out of it, I think that was a bit of a disjustice. But ultimately, they won in the end, didn't they? So yeah, no, that's true. Um... Disjustice is not a word. Um, you are thinking injustice, but yes, <laughs> you just took Sid justice and and and, and reversed the first three letters. <laughs> injustice. That's that's what I meant. Exactly. God's All among right, us. moving on. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but no, no, no. I think I think my main concern about this match was it was the only match on there that you could have taken off of. Takeover and just stuck it in any old NXT main event, and it would have mm. 
not looked out of place. Um, it wasn't nothing felt felt particularly special about this match to me. Um, and I don't know whether it was the quality of the rest of the card or whether it was just the. I don't know. I thought this match was actually quite good, um, and it, I think it's really putting the um, women's div- tag team division on the map. So, I think it's better than any women's tag team um, championship match I've seen um, in WWE. I can say that, but well, no offense to Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. I'm not really enjoying that run at all. Um, how will they ever work together? You know, it's it, how will they ever get a lot? It's that's all they do with tag teams nowadays in WWE. Like that is that is the gimmick with tag teams is put two people who don't want to work for the together, women's division. Like, yeah, pretty much that and that and also the men's division a lot of the time. Like um, I mean, recently I think um, Wrestle Talk have have drawn attention to the fact that like. Um, like WWE's over reliance on the um, number one contender of a title and the actual title holder themselves having a championship run, like that seems to have been the fallback this year um, when it comes to when it comes to um, how to buy time to the next pay per view. And I think they're probably right. Um, that seems to have been a really big um, crutch. I'm saying um, more than um, Brett, the Hot, Brett the Hitman Hart does in an interview at the moment. I, uh, That's a lot of um. Yeah, he does say uh, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he was really good on the mic. My name, uh... He was really good in character, but the the moment the moment he had yeah, it to like, say... He was like, pretty good at being anti-American, but any of these promos weren't actually that great for the back. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um... And he was he was just a rip off of Dynamite Kid as well. If you look back at Dynamite Kid's moveset, the only thing he changed was no headbutt and putting a sharpshooter. Jesus Christ, Jay! Are you trying to are you trying to get everyone on the internet to hate us? You can't say that about Bret Hart. Not really? It's true though. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly the greatest he was one wrestler of, of my all favorite time. wrestlers when I was young. Now I'm just like, uh, I don't know, you can put a match together quite well, but I mean, if you're just going to rip off someone else that you've worked with, like, and not really switch anything up and just completely take. Jay, uh, of course, is the king of innovation. You can see Jay in the ring. (laughs) (laughs) Never. Hey, if I could have recorded myself playing wrestling toys when I was younger, you would have seen all the moves then and not now. (laughs) So, why didn't you? Why why isn't that our show? (laughs) <laughs> Jay plays with wrestling toys. <laughs> that would have, that would be awesome. Um, I think we know what next year's April Fool's gag will be. Um, I came with the Canadian story. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I'm pretty if sure I. I I'm pretty sure I, I managed. A, a you would have had what? Sorry. A move set that would have killed everything. Yeah, of course. I've got. I mean, at some point, I think it might be a good idea for um, for us to recreate our favourite creator wrestlers here on Twitch from when we were young. Um, I had, of course, um, the Rick. Um, he was. He was. He was one of my. Rick. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had Gary 
You had Gary. <laughs> nice imagination there. See, the Rick the Rick had a heel alter ego called Yellow Rust. Um, so, yeah, there you go. My character had a Mohican and had, like, um, emblems on each leg like the Undertaker did. But, yeah. Okay. Um, we had... Um, we had um, a a DX faction at one point um, that was um, like Wolfpack, but in this case it was um, it was called DX Lotar and it was blue um, because of um, Lotar Super King cigarettes. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and um, I also had a guy who had a Triple H move set, but um, I think his name was. Um, Killer Klondike Clive, um, and his abbreviation wouldn't have been allowed on television. Um, so there you go. <laughs> so a little bit of information there, <laughs> or um, a very nineties sense of humour. I can say that much um, with ours. But you are Gary, so don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Fair play. Fair play. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, Johnny Gargano with Austin Theory versus Bronze. Oh yeah, um, Emma Moon and Shotzi Blackheart won that match and retained the title. Um, so Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory versus Bronson Reed, who you may remember from Part One, um, was the winner of the Six Man Gauntlet Elimination Match on Night One, um, winning this title shot. It was a singles match Which for I the. Think you guessed correctly. Sorry. Which I think you guessed correctly. Um, it's funny. I, I'm not sure I did. I'm pretty sure I thought that Dexter Loomis was going to win, um, providing he didn't injure himself. Okay. Um, because honestly speaking, when I read the name Bronson Reed um, on the pre-show that we did the other day, and then when I actually saw Bronson Reed, I was definitely thinking about someone completely different. I think I might have been thinking of Cassius Ono. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who hasn't wrestled in months? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't think he's ever wrestled. <laughs> We'll take that, Cassius Ono. Um, <laughs> thoughts on this match? John, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed. It was a singles match, NXT North American Championship. It was 16 minutes and 23 seconds long. Um, just J all over my face, mate. Just just tell me what's going, what, tell what's going on. Do you think it was strange that Johnny... Was what well, it was strange not seeing Johnny fight as the underdog in this match, and Bronson Reed was was the underdog, even though he's a bigger guy in the match. Obviously, he's the heel and he's the one controlling it, but it was just strange to see that takeover. He wasn't the underdog. It was so, a very yeah. it was a very strange way to see them shake up that that traditional formula. Um, I must admit. Um, how did you feel that that played over the course of the match? The story. Well. No, Johnny Gargano. Obviously, he took it with the ball and ran with it. Um, but on the flip side, Bronson Reed for a big guy taking all those spots and taking all those bumps—that that that was impressive because you don't see many big guys do that at all, especially the one that was off off the corner. Um, mm. Actually, that was in the um, first match, wasn't it? And in, in the in the gauntlet where he took it onto his back off the um, turnbuckle. Um, yeah. Onto the apron that was in the gauntlet match, but everything he took, like 
you never see that from a big guy. You'll never see him take that many bumps. Um, so, yeah, he's really throwing himself into this. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> it was it was really well put together. I think it was definitely a showcase for Bronson Reed, um, really, to see whether he could operate on a stage like that. Um, I mean, obviously, he has had runs in the past that have been mildly successful, but, I mean, this is, this is like a really big stage for him. Um, anybody who knows NXT or has been watching NXT casually for the last three years um, probably will have been tuning in to see the Johnny Gargano match, the Tommaso Ciampa match, um, you know, the title matches, um, but might be fast-forwarding through other, other elements. So that is a big spot for um, Bronson Reed to be getting at this stage um in his in his run um and i think it was it was good to see him take advantage of that um and and really be utilized in in that way well the, i mean before he got signed to nxt the guys were rock bottom he had he had zero money in his account and then he got signed to nxt mm. like so yeah so obviously the only way apparently when you hit rock bottom is the only way he's up so and he's proven that well, yeah, um, that is true. When you hit rock bottom, the only way is up. Or the people's elbow um, for um, Dwayne Johnson, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I think overall it was it was a good showing. It was 16 minutes, 23 seconds. Um, there was a lot of generosity from Johnny Gargano as well. Um, it was... It was not a one-sided affair. Um, Johnny Gargano definitely earned his, earned his money just as much as Bronson Reed did that night. Um... It won't be. I, I don't think that this time in two or three years, it'll be on any compilations. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't really a Johnny Takeover match. No, um, but it, it was good. good. Yeah, it was. But... It was character work um, for Johnny. I think mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot of it was. Um, it was character work, and and I think the the goal of the match really was to build this Bronson Reed character um, and just kind of show him as a as one to watch in the future, um, and you know, kind of set him off onto that second act where where okay, so he's established himself, he proved what he can do. Now you refine it. Now you now you take that um, and you you show what you know you're capable of. You've shown us what you think, what we think, what we were questioning whether you were capable of showing us, and now you've you've got to that point. Now the next step is showing us what you know you're capable of, and that's that's really the, the climb that uh, a person in that position in his career needs to needs to be at. So, yeah, I I think all in all it was it was a good piece of storytelling overall. Um, it, it, both characters came out looking better for it, um, or or closer to what they were after. So. Yeah, what can you say? Um, it. If I had to rewatch it, though, would I would I watch that match again? Probably not. You know, I'd probably skip by that. But it, 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 it was good in the sense that obviously in the first night, the midsection of Bronson Reed was absolutely smashed up. So mm. in the second night, that's where Johnny Gargano went, and he, that's where he attacked. So yeah, I mean that yeah, was that was, was some great, great that was some. That fairly good storytelling overall um and yeah i can't i can't argue with that approach so yeah johnny gargano there um quite pleased with that quite pleased with that entry i'm sure he will be um and it was good to see austin theory just continuing on the the good work of being austin theory i guess doing his thing as a theory 
guy who was also in the Speak Up movement, but let's move on. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think we... I don't think he's lawyered up yet, so I think we could probably talk about that. <laughs> we could probably talk about his blame. He's not hes not openly said the word lawyer, so I don't have to worry about him. <laughs> Finn Balor um, and Karrion Cross. Finn Balor is the champion. Um, this was one of the co-main events. It was a singles match for the NXT Championship. Um, Karrion Cross. Um, with Scarlett, should be billed as the main event. I don't, I don't understand why an unsanctioned match would be billed as co-main event. But isn't that what they did? Isn't that what they did at that um, double or nothing? Or that fighter fest where they had that over over. Didn't they do that as a double main event as well? With the... yeah, no, I completely agree with that approach. It, should, it shouldn't be shouldn't be um, billed as anything to do with the card because it's unsanctioned. So. Technically, it wasn't the main event. It was just bonus match. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, timing-wise, that made sense. It, at least that made sense um, because, of course, they were they ran over forty minutes, and the Kyle O'Reilly Adam Cole match did hit the forty-minute mark. Um, which, I mean, we can go we can go on to that in a minute. Of course, um, Finn Balor carrying cross seventeen minutes five seconds. What did you feel about this match? What did you feel about seeing Prince Balor? In the position that he was in, um, how do you feel that this match went? Well, let's just go back to the beginning of the sort of the beginning of the match where they did the build up with the music, and then the demon didn't appear. Very <laughs> disappointed in that. I was like, <laughs> it just, it just wasn't right. It was. It, they just put it in for you, Jay. That guy who's clearly listening to us um, <laughs> because we get so many predictions right on this show. Here. Yeah, he was just like. He was like. It's an entrance, but the. De- you could tell it by his eyes that the demon was probably present. He gave that demon feel when he came out. Yeah, and he had the he had the red X across his chest, and I'm pretty sure it was. I think it was blessed by too. a demon. Yes, um, was where he was going with that. Mm. Um, but yeah, how would you how would you feel about this match as a whole, though? How how did you feel it went? Well, I mean, it was a match of the ages, wasn't it? It wasn't even a match we knew we needed, but uh, it was. <laughs> this match was was technical. It was brutal. It was it was blood sport. It was a blood sport masterclass, um, without a doubt. Yeah, I would. Um, I would definitely agree with that. Obviously, they went with the same approach as um, with the bigger guy getting injured, and then obviously the smaller guy going through. And taking advantage of that injury, um, or his arm basically, and how Finn targeted his arm throughout the match um, mm. to take away his strength. Because obviously, early on, they 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 said at the, early on in the match, um, Karen Cross is a guy with the strength, and he proved he had the strength. So Finn Balor had to come back and combat that by by attacking his arm continuously just to take that away from him, which worked really well, really really well. Yeah, um, I mean, Karen Cross. Obviously, big guy Finn Balor is a guy who can get um, who can get absolutely fucked up. Um, like that's that's Finn Balor's thing is is taking great bumps, making making a huge guy like Karrion Cross look like a million bucks. Um, and oh, and that liver shot as well. That liver shot was the way that he took the well sold that liver shot was pretty impressive as well. Yeah, um, it was. It was a re- yeah. 
Um, he took he took so much in this match, um, and he he or as as a wrestler will put it, he gave so much. Did did Finn Balor in this match? It was it was it was a really concise way to put carrying cross on another level um and i think it was that story was told beautifully i think the slow deconstruction of that prince devic character that that finn balor that prince balor feel um that brutal deconstruction he was being cocky as well because he was laughing at the start wasn't he He just like everything that you did to carrying cross he just laughed about it so you could say he was being a bit cocky wasn't taking it seriously. Yeah, and Honestly. that that definitely gives. Well, that definitely gives Finn Balor an out as well um, on how to approach this. If if this does go on long enough, that he can um, that he can definitely come back. But I almost got I got shades of Finn Balor versus the Fiend towards the end um, in regards to the level of brutality here, which again is is that perfect. Um, piece of long-term storytelling you don't necessarily see from somebody outside of the indies um, very often Um, but there was some there was some clear kind of fiend references um, in the level of brutalization and Finn Balor's reaction to it um, as he slowly you slowly saw the life drain out of him um, as he was as he was more consistently hammered by his opponent um and and that was that was nice that that told a story it felt it felt logical it, i looked at that and felt okay so he hasn't squashed him as quickly as the fiend squashed him um because this is a different finn Balor, but the result now is becoming the same this guy is lethal this guy is as vicious he is as big a threat um to this man as the fiend was he just took longer to get there and that I think is is why this match was so poignant to me, and why it was so well put together. Um, was for for long time fans of Finn Balor, um, and for long time fans of that storyline and that change. This was a defining moment in that, um, and and it really got really got carrying crossover. I think um, to both casual fan who probably will have watched that SummerSlam, but not necessarily been watching NXT every week, but also also to um, the long-term fans who were paying attention because it looked so yeah, similar as a visual. They may not have watched Impact, they may not have watched Bloodsport, they may not have watched AAA, um, where, where Killer Cross, Carrying Cross was a part of um, for many years. So. so yeah, linking it back in that way, very, very good. Um, and yeah, it was just a brutal match. <laughs> it was just a brutal fucking match and it was... It was good that they... Because the last hour was all brutal matches. Um, it was just two big brutal matches. Um, this match and obviously the match that pr- followed it. And it was good that they were able to go brutal without going in the same direction as Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole eventually would. Um, you know, and and that was that was the other element. There were shades of Walter and Ilja Dragunov in it. Um, there were there were even shades of some New Japan um, pro wrestling kind of strong style stuff but it was a cohesive story um and it really was well told and it was fucking brutal it was it wasn't the match we needed that ground and pound at the end was absolutely fucking brutal back of the head was. is that what you're talking about wasn't it the same thing that the fiend did the back of the head 
Yeah. But then obviously he delivered his um, elbow to the back of the head, which is his finisher, which is the same finisher that Will Ospreay has. Mm. Um, yeah, and, uh, one, and of same, one of the finishers that Will Ospreay has. I think just how limp Finn Balor was. I mean, this uh, more to the point, this was the first time that Finn Balor had been so completely limp and lifeless in the middle of a match since um, that first interaction with The Fiend. Um, and that was the other element. Demon? Demon? Uh, demon come in? You, demon. you are really wanting demon. to see that demon. What is it with, what is it with um, Irish men painting their upper body in you? because <laughs> I mean I get it but <laughs> I'm not the only one mate. <laughs> everyone likes the demon that's true the demon is awesome um, and we d- I, I, I am ready to see fine. the demon back um, but I don't I feel I don't feel he's coming I don't want it mm. I, I don't know maybe maybe he still feels that there's space there's room to grow in regards to the demon. Who knows? But yeah, I guess we'll have to see. Um, Carrying Cross eventually won. What do you think is the future going forward for Carrying Cross as now the the headline star of NXT, the the face of the, the this part of the company? Um, I mean, obviously everyone knows. Should know the winner by now of the last match. Obviously with Kyle O'Reilly. Winning the unsanctioned match, even though it's not really a match, um, because of the style that he has, I can see him moving into the title picture to face Karen Cross. Adam Cole moving up to the main roster, but I guess we can we can get into that in a little second. Yeah, we certainly can. You can, of course, get in contact with us um, in the chat on the side when we're live on Twitch. You can just see it right over there um, or there. I can't remember which way. No, it's there. Um, I'm getting a mirrored image here. Um, That is if you are watching um, live. You can always comment in the comment section on YouTube as well. If you are watching us and joining us on YouTube, um, possibly after the effect, please press the bell and click the subscribe button um yeah just point in all directions mate that's what you need to do (laughs) (laughs) please do all of those things um because there will be more um content coming soon me and jay have been talking about our content um our content distribution model um which which is a great way to talk about it considering that we've never made a fucking penny off this and we don't (laughs) have any plans to we're just gonna see how shit goes um we're also available on anchor.fm forward slash jfa but you can subscribe to us on Spotify you can contact us on Twitter where I am at um, not a time duke I'm also here on Twitch streaming as shmup yours I'm currently doing a goldeneye um, HD on original Xbox hardware it's a very rare beta it's a lot of fun please join me um, and of course Jay is doing um, Twitter at I am not robot Jay if you wish to just add your little amendment there Oh, it's zeros, not O's, in robot. But not in not. But not in not. Yeah, that is an O. Oh, shit. That's a phone call. <laughs> um, right, how do I answer it on here? Oh, there we go. There it is. Hey, Rich. How you doing? Oh, wow, it's Taz, ladies and gentlemen. Taz, joining us on the show. Yeah, so that new bay. See how everyone was doing. Um, yeah, check out your new show. How's, how how are you finding the new digs, Rich? Oh yeah, the um the new digs they're fine, mate. Loving it, mate. Twitch, yeah, makes life so much easier. 
Oh, yeah, Twitch, Twitch, that's what I mean, yeah. So, nothing weird happened, no real troubles at all? No, nothing at all. Why would something weird happen, mate? But, uh, no reason, no reason. Um, no, this is, this is good, this is working better than I expected then. No, that's alright, that's alright. So, yeah, um, should we just get on with, with where the fuck is Tash? Hold up, hold up, hold up. What weird things should be happening, mate? Nothing weird should be happening, Rich. <laughs> Everything's absolutely fine. It's as we've explained to our audience. We just decided to start with the storylines and move on to Twitch and just, just become a normal grown-up podcast. Oh, okay, it's just <laughs> the way you said it all. It's like I should be expecting something weird to happen. Well, the way you're talking says you should be expecting this. I'm still here. Rupee Doo, hey Jay, how you doing? Oh, hey Taz, how's it going? Oh, it's so good, it's so good. Where did Rich go? Oh, um, I just put him on pause, you know, just put him on pause, like you, like you, you know, like ev every human just has a pause button, I assume, um, you know, it's just like that, he's just, um, right. he's just on pause, Jay, it's how, how, yeah, pause. yeah, you, 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 you had a pause button, you, you had a pause button when you were human, right, I mean, uh, you know, you have one now, right? <laughs> Uh, okay, Taz, so something obviously is going on here, but I think we're just going to move past that for now. Sure, um, I'm, I'm, I'm using phone, I'm you? using phone, do you like, do you like my, uh, that's my, uh, that's my Google phone image, that's, um, yeah, you can find, yeah. Yeah, 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 no, it's me on the bow of my what's ship. What's going on? Um, well, that's me on my ship, I'm just, um, just, yeah, I'm on the bridge, I'm on the bridge of my ship, um, which is different from where you are, um, because you're on Earth. Um, right now, uh, so I am right. Yeah. yeah. Um, shall we play? Where the fuck is Taz? Um, I I haven't played this in yeah. a while. You're looking forward to playing? Where the fuck is Taz? Let's play. Where the fuck is Taz? Taz. Okie dokie. Well, as usual, I am totally prepared for this. Um, I have I have not just not just started off this whole process half cocked. Um, so I am just gonna. Well, you're not using your song, Taz. Um, am I gonna sing my song? I, <laughs> I am gonna sing my song if I can remember where the fuck <laughs> the where the fuck is that song is. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I found it. Let's let's sing my song. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Ooh, ooh, that's interesting. That's interesting. 
That was a pre-record from several episodes ago. How weird that is that that would happen. That wasn't intentional. That that genuinely wasn't intentional. That was just picked up the wrong champ out. Right then. Hate us. How are we doing, Jay? How are we doing? This is yeah. going to be a nightmare to edit. Right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. Everything okay? Got plenty of space down there? Uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So, are you? Uh, it's been a little while since we played this game, um, because what with you being dead now previously, and now not being dead anymore, and everything being exactly the same, so that's so good. Um, are you ready to play Where the Fuck Is Tash? No, we got a holodeck. Shut up. Is that what's going on? Shut up, Jay. <laughs> 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 are you, no, no, you're in a holodeck. Shut up. <laughs> Are you ready to play? Where the fuck is Tash? I'm ready to play. Where the fuck is Taz? You're not on a holodeck, Jay. Just say no. You're not on a holodeck. I wish. Okay. I wish it was. I wish it was that simple. I wish it was that simple, Jay. So, number one, <laughs> we are in the largest and most populous city in the U.S. State of Oregon. The largest and most populous city in the U.S. state of Oregon. That's uh, a really good clue. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm being generous, Jay. I'm being generous after all you've been through. After all you've been through, you know. Um, do not use yeah. your phone. I can see uh, you're not using your phone, I'm assuming. My phone? No. 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 Okay. Number two. It was named after a city in Maine. And I am gonna gonna play the play the, <laughs> <laughs> play the countdown. I didn't think I was gonna have to do this. I tried to make it as obvious as I could today, so that I didn't have to click <laughs> loads of different things. But we are just gonna we're just gonna okay. <laughs> there, here comes the countdown. Here comes the countdown. <laughs> the city has what reputation as one of the most dangerous port cities in the world. A hub for organized crime and racketeering. Jay, it's a famous port city in in Oregon. It's named after somewhere in Maine. <laughs> Where the fuck am I, Jay? I don't know, Taz. Oh my god, I'm in, I'm in Portland, Oregon. What the fuck, Jay? Portland, Por Portland fucking Portland. Oregon. Yeah, no, 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 you hate Portland, Oregon. Oh my god, oh my god. You know, you know, for somebody, I just can't. I'm gonna play that in um, the Grim, the Grim. That's where they did the Portland thing in Grim. It's also where uh, we. It's also where Jay Fape has the most listeners. Did you know that, Jay? Did you know that? Did you know that 34% of our listeners are in Portland, Oregon? Like, I, I could not have made this easier. Why did I not get that right? Why did I not get that right? I don't I fucking don't know. know. You know, for somebody who's Josh... You said, where did they film? If, if you said, where did they film The Grim, I would have said Portland. <laughs> yeah, but would you have said Portland, <laughs> Oregon or Portland, Maine? Which is where it's named after. I mean, my God. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, how's, how's things in your life, Taz? 
my <laughs> things in my life oh no they yeah. they're fine they're fine my um my like everything's everything's good here it's 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 fine um universe still here um so so that's good um good. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah no um everyone's been super nice to me so that's really nice um yeah no i in fact i'm gonna say i got everything that i want I got everything that I want. They said I couldn't do it, but I finally got everything I want. And um, yeah, nobody, nobody's going to take that away from me, Jay. Nobody's going to take that away from me at all. I've waited too long. Okay. Sounds like you're about to eat someone's face. So well, I would, but you know, there's no one around. There's no one around whose face, whose face I can eat. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. Everything's everything's really really good. Everything is really really good. good. Um, so I just can't believe you didn't get Portland, man. I tried to give you a win. I tried. You really needed a win, but but no. I know. Yep. Nothing. Nope. You know, for somebody with such a heavy jar, um, I wouldn't think it would it would be such a problem. But yeah. Um. Anyway, I'm gonna go now. Um. Uh, yeah. Gonna see see you later. I'm just gonna pop rich off pause. Um. And and just carry on. So yeah. No. You guys. You guys have a great time. Um. Enjoy WrestleMania weekend. I might join you and do do a bit of WrestleMania commentary later on in the week. Um. That's what Tuesday. Yeah, that'll be Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as that. Oh, is 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 Ricky Starks okay? I should probably ask Richard next time, um, rather than just getting mad I've and pushing him. So he should probably, should probably like get Ricky and take him somewhere and do something with that. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. No, we should. I'll, I'll have a chat with Rich. See if he'll, see if he'll, see if he'll let that happen. Anyway, I'm gonna go now. Um, so yeah. I mean, uh, points, uh, what'd you yeah. say? He feeds him for you, so you know. Well, yeah, somebody's got to feed him. Um, you know, <laughs> the last time he was left to get his own food, I had to, um, <laughs> I had to um, recreate. I had to clone Hook because he ate him. So, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. He gets you. Oh no, 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 yeah. <laughs> Well, no, no, no. Until the last time we spoke, you said you don't have a song called Hook. But hey, hey, man, hey, it's all right. Well, that's, it. it's been a few years. It's been a few years, Jay, from my perspective, time dilation and all of that. Um, not going to go into it because it's this whole other thing. Um, so, yeah. Um, and plus, if I talk about it, things could get quite a bit quite a bit confusing um so yeah i'm just gonna i'm just gonna leave it there as like a tantalizing Ooh, we're doing an arc i'm gonna leave it there as like a tantalizing kind of kind of kind of martial martial of information we like those don't they don't we here on jfabe yeah that's what we like, we I'm, like I'm trying to get christian into the team oh christian christian is a problem christian he really just needs to accept the help that he's given sometimes he really does you really do. You know, we should do this podcast thing. I we've been talking about it for 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 decades, mate. And we should really just we should, we should really just go. It's all those decades that we've been talking about it. Yeah, we should definitely do that. Yeah, um, yeah, we should we should get that. Maybe put it on YouTube or something. Yeah, that sounds like a thing. That sounds like a thing. Well, I'm 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 gonna animate my um. I'm gonna animate my intro. That's that's something that I'm gonna do over the next week. I, I need to get a camera. Um, so there's like resources are pretty pretty difficult at the moment. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna maybe. You mean you're on a spaceship, Taz. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> What's going on? 
Well, yeah, it's 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 kind of okay. Bye, bye, Jay. Bye, bye. <laughs> bye I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say bye now. Bye, 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 bye. It's it's always a pleasure. Tell Rich, tell Rich he's fun. Um, and I'm sorry yeah, I passed uh, him. Right then. That was weird. So yeah, how uh, I kind of weird that. Um, I I I seem to. Did I just wake up? Oh, you're on pause, Rich. <laughs> you are on pause. Okay. Um, Adam Cole. Very weird thing to say, Jay. Very weird thing to say. Uh, odd. Um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly in an unsanctioned match. Um, 40 minutes, 19 seconds. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on this match? It's all right. It's well put together. Yeah? I wouldn't say it was... It was kind of brutal, but it wasn't that brutal. I've seen more brutal, unsanctioned, or hardcore matches. So I don't know. I felt I enjoyed I f- it. I felt it was pretty fucking brutal, um, mostly due to Kylo Riley's excellent methodology of taking a bump. Um, I mean, he is like the shortest lanky guy I've ever fucking seen because he just folds up like a deck chair um, <laughs> when you when you when you start. You know, sometimes you just reach, doesn't he? He really does. He really does, especially when taking a good good whack. Um, but no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it's a forty minute match. What what more can I say? You know, it's not like it was an epic. No, it, it seemed like a forty, 40 minute match. It, didn't it seem really like a 40 didn't. Match. It all flowed together brilliantly. It really um, did. It was. Uh, it, there was an escalation happening there as well. In my notes, it says no headbanging to the ring. Needs to drop it. Yeah, um, <laughs> actually, I'm really glad that you noted that. So, <laughs> what he used to do was come down to the ring and do the classic air guitar on his belt, and you know, it's like they've taken an 11 year old and said, "Imagine you're doing what a Slipknot fan would do." when you walk to the ring because that's what it looked like it didn't look like a headbanger dancing or a punk a, 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 a punk fan rocking out it looked like somebody imitating that who's never done that before yeah that yeah, was yeah. the that was yeah, the it problem does. it looked like it looked like my three-year-old nephew pretending to do that um you know it's <sighs> Yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. He doesn't. He's not the type. Serious, serious match. Walk to the ring. Throw a few punches and some kicks. You know. But stop headbanging, mate. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not you. It's not you. It's 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 just not not the thing. Um, but I mean, Adam Cole's new music as well. Um, it's a little bit nothing. Why not just keep the why not just keep the old stuff going for him? Um, I mean, it's less distinct than the... Um, it sounds like Undisputed Era a little bit, it but it's does. not. Um, but it's not, and it's... 
Just leave him with the Undisputed Era's really music. He's the only guy in it. From the Undisputed Era. Um, to have his own music, so he wasn't like a Roman Reigns who kept carrying on the music. Because, I get. I mean, everyone was. I get that, but at least put the boom in the right place. You know what I mean? I don't think there is a boom. There is a boom, and it's about fourteen seconds before he did it um, on his way to the ring. Um, there's a perfect moment put in there for it, but yeah, is he just missed it? So because obviously the cue's wrong. Um, and the the timing's wrong on it, so sweet something to work on then. Yeah, there you go. Come come to the ring fourteen seconds quicker, Adam Cole, so we don't have to listen to your shitty music. Um, but after after we got past the that, was great. the match was it was a great match. Great put together, flowed brilliantly. One of the vocal points in that was the chain that they brought out in the first six minutes. Was it um, mm. that they hooked up to the rope? That was the main vocal point of the match. Um, um, it was really good. So yeah, a lot of chains going off. I mean, the uh, uh, the shining wizard in the, into the chairs is great. Maybe I would have liked to have seen what the spot where someone's back does go onto the chairs, but that must hurt so much. Yeah. So. Yeah, of course. Um, the I will say that the clothesline with the chain, um, as in the pulling the chain against the rope that it's clipped to, and and him running straight into the chain, that was fucking brutal. Just a really, really nice segment, um, and and I I, I actually I believe myself BJW. That's the thing. You might have done. You might have done because I am genuinely under the impression that this was the most brutal match that there has been at a NXT Takeover, um, and if you say it's a match with weapons and how it flowed together, then yes, it was one of say the most cohesive hardcore matches and sanction matches that WWE have put together bar Triple H and Shawn Michaels mm. um, but is this whole thing going to be a rehash of Seth and Mox or I mean that's probably what happens with every faction though isn't it this kind of thing to some degree to some degree except you know um yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I don't think there needs to be much further going on here, though. Um, I mean, we both said that we believe that uh, um, that Adam Cole would win this and then move on, or Kyle O'Reilly. We we both missed that, but we did say that we felt that Kyle O'Reilly would be continuing on in NXT, and Adam Cole would now be yep. using the opportunity to move up. I think that that is probably the more operative. Um, like I see thought. now, Kyle O'Reilly moving into a to a small program with killing with a killer cross with Karen Cross, um, while Finn takes his break before he comes back. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, I think that they could, I think they could really build something there. Um, and I think um, Kyle O'Reilly now can do this for the next year. Um, I would say maybe tighten up his character a bit, but he could he could do this search for gold, random feud. Obviously, maybe a situation at War Games where he's on opposing teams to um, Bobby Fish and the other one. Um, you know, and that kind of Roderick be Strong. Roderick Strong. That can be the gimmick there. <laughs> I don't know about Bobby Fish at the moment because he's always injured now, and he's, 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 I think he's the oldest out of the four of them. Um, mm. um, he's always getting injured now. He's very injury prone. I don't see him wrestling much longer. Yeah, that that 
maybe maybe not i mean i think for for workers though in nxt i don't think you can go very far wrong um with putting him in a program with um either a singles program or a tag team based program with kylo riley because he is one of the safest workers in nxt um which is insane considering what we've just seen him go through i mean his back was a fucking mess after that after that spot through the um through the stage the rehash of Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow the rehash of Taz and Bam Bam Bigelow yes um it was it was a really really good match and i no, i there was no that was just his trunks the, yeah, I thought there was a gash across his back, um, and it did look like there was there had just been a laceration straight horizontally, um, just above where his where his um, crack would be. <laughs> I'll say it, <laughs> you know, just above where his crack would be, um, you know, straight horizontally, hip to hip. Um, but no, no, there was nothing there, nothing there. Um, but yeah. Where was on his trucks probably something red, but it was all sort of crumpled, like crushed together, mm. and made it look like that. But yeah, I went back and watched it again, and it, at the start of the match, it's there, so it's definitely not a cut. Mm. Yeah. So, all in all, though, quite pleased. Um, I really enjoyed that match, and I do, I do. I think the important thing for me with that match, and the thing that I took away from that match, was the simple fact that there was no high dive spot, and I was really grateful for that. Um, I, mm. I, the fact that they were able to tell that story for so long without coming off something big or there being a big old he's climbed all the way up there and then a massive jump. They told one of the most brutal stories in NXT history in the ring it was in forty minutes without finding some big Kyle rifle the trigger and then, and then you saw him going to do the um, brainbuster onto the steps and it was like no I can't do it blah, 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 blah. Mm. well that spot never happened but he ended up wrapping a chain around his knee and smashing him in the back with it collapsing a chair underneath him underneath Adam Cole so yeah I mean it was a pretty in the end he did pull the trigger yeah it was a pretty br- well I mean Adam Cole so did Adam Cole did a um... it's that next level if you have to yeah I, I think the point the point with that happened was when Adam Cole did that um did that almost brainbuster a WWE style brainbuster on the steps in in return um Suplex. or as a receipt. <laughs> well I don't know if you look at that the angle of it says to me it was closer to a a, a roll through suplex I suppose or something of uh, you know so it was somewhere between a um brainbuster and a suplex um was my feel on it but um, I think so I think it was more just he's doing it in a way that is not his Uh, not not the Undisputed Era way he's doing it in his own way if that makes sense and that's that for me was was the takeaway I had with that so really enjoyed it any more thoughts on that Rich? nah um, I mean, it's a forty-minute match. You need to go out of your way. If I've, I will say that this is probably, in my opinion, going to end up being the match of the weekend. Um, I think we'll see. We'll see. I I am severely. The weekend at the moment for me is, is killing Cross and Bello. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, they're they're both different different ways of telling a different story, but they are. Yeah, I, both I th- great storytelling. I think coming out of this, if you were to watch everything side by side, I think I think 
my prediction is is that the better night of wrestling um, is probably night one. The better night of in-ring action is probably night two. And that is across the whole weekend, not just the NXT stuff. Um, because I can't imagine that WrestleMania will be anywhere near as, as cohesive a story um, or as cohesive a piece. I'm hoping that I'm wrong on that, but usually with these things... Stand and deliver NXT takeover. Sorry, is usually the is usually the place where WWE does stand at and deliver. So, oh, I like that. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And that's how we're gonna end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie um, yeah please do indeed subscribe um, we are available um, at anchor.fm forward slash jfabe you can catch us on twitch at jfabe wrestling podcast you can also catch me on twitch at schmup yours um, I am at not a time duke on twitter j is at I'm not a robot where the o's in robot are replaced with zeros um, on twitter um, we're also available on itunes google play something else um anywhere where you can find good podcasts we're somewhere in the bargain basement at the bottom um we're now on youtube you can get as hold of us on jfabe um on youtube um have i mentioned have i missed anything have i missed anything jay Click like and subscribe, and no. um, <laughs> join us on join us on Twitch, and um, come talk to us. Um, but we'll we'll also be dropping a WrestleMania preview <laughs> pre match show. Are we doing that today? Yes, we'll, we'll probably get onto that. Okay, soon. yeah, we're probably going to do that. I think we're probably going to take about and um, we're probably going to take about. 15 20 minute break and then move on to that so if you are watching us live on twitch still um that chat room's chocker feel free to just just come and bang us sometime um there i'm gonna play some background music now and say goodbye um here that's that's the wrong i've lost my dmx um as um let's let's do let's do that that'll do there we go bye guys bye guys bye <laughs> now we can physically wave jay this is so much more fun <laughs> yeah we like it bye everybody bye 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 yeah yeah i'm gonna stop it now yeah, bye. <laughs> oh dear me <laughs>